0: Hello and welcome to Equipping for Life. This
1: is the Tony Paolo Podcast. Today's the second part in strength, what you need to leave behind. Last week we talked about what Jesus left behind. Jesus left all of his resources behind. He left all of heaven behind. He had the title of God, but he didn't have the resources of God. God. And this is the, fir- the very first thing that I noticed in uh, just thinking about the process in the life of Jesus is that the, the most important job that was given to any person was done without the resources that he needed. And the passage that just to review from last week is in Philippians chapter 2 verses 6 and 7. And the apostle Paul says, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider himself equal with God, something that he could have used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very form of a servant, being made in human likeness. And to give you some background from last week, there was about three or four years ago where the Lord convicted me, where I stopped praying for strength. And I would always pray, God, give me strength. And the reason why the Lord convicted me is because I often prayed for strength when I was doing more than I should have been doing. I was praying for strength when I was working 60, 70 hours a week doing the work of the Lord. I was always taking on more than I should have. I I had people around me saying, you should slow down. You should should do this. And, and, And during those times of not being a good steward of my time, I was praying, God, give me strength. And that's when the Lord convicted me and I stopped praying for strength. And I began praying for wisdom. And our good friend Brian Ook, who's one of our own in our church, says, Wisdom is strength. Wisdom is strength. So I began praying, Lord, give me wisdom to to be a good steward of my time. To be able to be a good steward of not carrying things that sh- I should not be carrying. Because when I'm not carrying those things, it's not they're only burdens when you carry them. So Lord convicted me. And just like clarity, which puts too much emphasis on me, I stopped praying for clarity and prayed for trust. Because when I pray for clarity, it puts too much emphasis on me. When I pray for trust, it puts emphasis on Him. And strength relies, when I pray for strength, I pray for my foundation. When I pray uh, for wisdom, it relies on His foundation. And I learned a great lesson, which I've read the scripture 100,000 times in Romans 8, verse 11, which says, the Spirit of God, which raised Jesus from the dead, lives inside of you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living in you. So today, we are going to talk about what you need to leave behind. Jesus started his life leaving it behind. And for us, we often find ourselves on journeys and paths of making messes. And after we learn and stop making, making messes and, and, and begin to be rescued, then we say, well, I'm going to do this now. But gee, one thing that Christ did is that he didn't have this illusion of control. For us, how many of you are control freaks? All right. Now, let's just be, let's be honest. Now, how many of you are control freaks? Man, I, I just need to, be, I, I just, and, and that's really an illusion. It's an illusion of control. You do have, you do some control certain things. You do have control over certain things. Like you have control over your own attitude. People are like, I didn't know that. Because I have people say, I just can't help myself. I have something, I just black out. And I just go on Facebook, and I just post it, I just have, and I, I come to it and I don't remember doing it. You do have control. It comes out of your mouth. You do have control how you talk to people. You do have control over your own mindset. You have control over how you spend your money, which we call it a budget, right? You guys know about budgets? Good. Three of you know about budgets? There's a lot of things that we control, but there's a lot of things that we do not control. And the passage of scripture I want to read from that uh, there's insight here. Because you know when you read a Bible story and you're like, wow, I never saw that before. And this is one of those stories here in Mark chapter 5, verse 35 through 41. This is what it reads. Mark chapter 4 rather. It says, that day when evening came, he came to his disciples and said, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious storm came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that the boat was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. And the disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and they asked each other, who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. There's interesting insight when it comes to what Jesus left behind. For Jesus at the very beginning of his life, when he decided to come to earth as a man, God with human skin on. He made a very important decision, taking on this very important job, this task, was to leave all of his God resources b- behind. His omnipotence, his, om- omnis- his omniscience, his omnipresence, leaving it all uh, behind. And what he relied on was the power of the Holy Spirit. He temporarily left his God powers behind. So when we read the story of Jesus sleeping on, uh, through a storm... He didn't sleep through the storm because he was God. Remember, he left his powers behind. He, and Jesus doesn't, God doesn't need to sleep. He slept through the storm because he was human. And humans get tired. But na- mainly, he slept through a storm because when you're trusting in God, it affects the way you sleep during a storm. So the whole aspect here of leaving something behind, we need to leave. We can't. Now, I was going to say control, but we need to leave behind this illusion of control that we have. Because I'm just noting in my own life that the more I trust in God, see, trusting in God is equal to just releasing control. And I love the songs that we sang. Your way is better. I'm, I'm just going to surrender it over to you. I, I, I've noticed in my own personal life that the more I trust in God, the better I sleep. You, you ever notice a link in your own life? Because usually when I get up 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, it's because I'm worrying about something. So this is, the whole, this is the whole notion and what Christ epitomizes. Christ epitomizes a trust in God. And in order for us to truly experience the power of the resurrection in our bodies—we must enter into the risk of giving up control. Now we see giving up control as a risk. God sees maintaining control as a risk. Some of us want to hold on to stuff and think we could do a better job than God. And I mean, I mean, how is that working out for you? Not really, not really, a whole lot, Pastor Tony because I like to be in control here. And when we read this story in Mark chapter 4, and and you could even look for it yourself, because I always thought the disciples were terrified because of the storm. But it doesn't tell us that they were terrified until verse 41, when Jesus calms the storm. That's when they were terrified, saying, how is it that a man has power over the winds and the waves? So I read the story. They were not terrified of the storm. They were kind of upset with Jesus. And what did they say? Don't you care if we drown? And the reason why they had that, uh, that, that statement towards Jesus, because in the Sea of Galilee, in that valley, it was, pretty, it was pretty normal to face storms. You'd have the cold air from the mountains mixing with the humidity of the valley, all mixing up in that narrow, shallow valley. And storms were pretty typical. In fact, what, they were really upset with Jesus because storms were so typical. They would have everybody on deck navigating their way through the storm with the sails and the oars and, and bailing out the water and just getting rid of some dead weight. So they were pretty, adv- they were well versed in trying to get themselves out of a storm. But what they did, what they needed was everyone's hand on deck. So the fact that Jesus was sleeping, they they weren't terrified of the storms. They've gotten through storms like this before, no problem. They were annoyed at Jesus. Don't you care if we drown? Why? And then Jesus wakes up, quiet, be still. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? So the disciples, let's get this straight. They weren't terrified of the storm because, you know, we did it before. We could do it again. No problem. We're terrified that a man now. Jesus didn't perform this miracle. This is the part that got me messed up. Jesus didn't perform this miracle as God. He performed this miracle as a human, completely surrendered to God. That challenges me. That challenges me the way I look at storms and that. Cha- I mean, and the Bible says he slept on a cushion. <laughs> How many of you like sleeping with like three, four, five, six pillows? Yeah. All right. I see your hand. We're going to have an altar call for you. So Jesus sleeps on a cushion. This wasn't this wasn't the Royal Caribbean. This is a, a small fishing vessel that was probably no deeper than three feet taking on water. And Jesus is sleeping on a cushion that's probably sopping wet with water. Not the ideal circumstances. But when you walk in the favor of God, having the peace of God, being able to trust in God, you have this notion like I, I have no, I have no, the only influence I have is trust. And the part, see the faith part, and I shared this with you before, the faith part I think I have down as far as the promises of God are yes and amen. I know the promises of God. I, I have faith for the end. I have trouble with the process. I have trouble with the trust part. Because sometimes I pray for miracles, and the problem is, is if your hands is on the project, there's a problem because the project is called a miracle. The project is called needing the supernatural intervention of Almighty Father God, and your hands are on the project. So what does Jesus do? He sleeps, he wakes up, he rebukes them, and he teaches them a valuable lesson, and then asks them the question, why are you so afraid? The challenging part of this, though, for me personally, is the fact that Jesus performed this miracle as a man. And I look back in my own life. The times that I've trusted God the most have been the times where I've slept the best. Think about Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 when he talks to his disciples. He says, look at the birds of the air. Look at the lilies of the field. I mean, look at, look at the beautiful flowers. Have you ever seen a lily of the field? Have you ever seen a lily of the field have a panic attack? I've never seen an anxious bird. And he says, aren't you more important than them? Yes, we are more important than them. If God can take care of nature, don't you think he can take care of you? So this is why he sleeps when he should be panicking. I can't tell you how many times in 2020 I've been asked the question, Pastor Tony, aren't you afraid of COVID? Then I have to think. I'm like, no. Because the Bible tells me I'm not supposed to be afraid of anything. So then when I trust God, fear is not in my profile. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm good. Lord is my shepherd. All set. So, Jesus teaches this valuable lesson now. And, and I, I think of the times where I needed to be rescued, like the disciples needed to be rescued. The times I needed to be rescued have been the times where I haven't trusted God. I, years ago, we worked in a, a, a camp in uh, Poconos, Pennsylvania. And uh, it was a summer camp. And it was, We would we, we bust in the inner city kids, and we would just live in the woods. And I remember, and there was an in-ground pool and everything, and I had a friend that was a lifeguard, and he was telling me all the it took to rescue people and the training involved and having to do something a thousand times, do it again, do it again, do it again. And he says the hardest thing to do is rescue someone who's not ready to be rescued. So he would say you would see somebody in panic every time they would pop their head up, their eyes were terrified, and then they would go down. And they come back up again, three or four times, they would go down and they would pop up again and they would go down. And he says the best time to rescue somebody was in the pre-drowning phase. I'm like, man, how many of you say, I've been in the pre-drowning phase before like one million times. Because he says what happens when somebody's terrified and you go rescue them, they'll bring you down with them. And they are so strong and their willpower. See, it's not about willpower. It's about surrendering your will to his power. So he says they're so strong in their terrified state of desperately needing a rescue, they'll bring you down with them. So what do you do? You just wait. When you see that look on their eyes that one last time and they don't pop up, that's when they've experienced muscle failure. arms go limp their body goes limp there's no more life that's when you can easily just bring them to land and and it's so it's so in- interesting to me that so many of us live our lives through the revelation of jesus being my life god or jesus is my life god yeah that's good but when is he going to become someone that extends his favor to you like after a while you stop being rescued because you start making decisions based on trust I need to be rescued every single time I try to take control. And you ain't got control. It's an illusion, ladies and gentlemen. It's pseudo control. You do not have control. And we pretend like we have control over our lives. We don't. We pretend like we have control over our own. And this is why the disciples were like, don't you care if we drown while Jesus is sleeping? See, in 2020, some some of you panicked and were screaming out to Jesus And some of you just say, I have the peace of God in my heart. Peace of God that passes all understanding. So Jesus, even before he starts life, he leaves everything behind. For us, we go through different journeys. We go through different pathways. We make all kinds of mistakes. We live in in the era of sin, and then we need to be rescued, and then we'll empty ourselves. God, I'm so sorry. I'll empty myself now. (laughs) I'll leave it behind. But how about even before you start the journey saying, God, I want to do this where I don't have to be rescued. I want to do this where you're not only my lifeguard, but God, you are one that I walk in favor in. Wanting control is a universal problem that affects all of men and women. I got to tell you, it's exhausting. It is. Because if your hands are on the oar trying to manage your way through the storm, that means... Your heart is not in the trust in God your Father that could take you through every single time. So what does trust mean? Trust is relaxing in the purposes of God. Trust is putting on the wardrobe of an understanding of his plan in our lives. Think of Noah and the ark. See, most of us don't know this, but an ark is designed to awkwardly float through the waters. The ark, when Noah in the ark, did not have a helm, which is a steering wheel, right? or in rudder. But why do we attempt to put a rudder on things we can't control? God, I need the supernatural miracle. I got the helmet rudder ready to go. You know what God's going to say, go ahead. You take it. Remember this bumper sticker early on, God is my co-pilot. It's like, no, he's my pilot. I'm not going to even chance it. It's a risk. Because I always had the thought, it's a risk to give up control. No, it's a risk to maintain control, ladies and gentlemen. So the imagery here is what project, storm, issue, mass decision that you have in your life right now? What giant do you have in your life right now? The imagery is, makes it possible to downsize it and put it into our hands. Because what does it mean to give up control? This is, I, I need to use imagery. I say, God, I'm going to take this, whatever your this is, Whatever your storm is, whatever you're trying to manage, let the manager manage your life. Whatever it is, you say, God, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, but Pastor, you don't understand. This has been going on for so many years. But I wonder how much of our lives is called a crisis because our hands are on it. God's like, yeah, that shouldn't have been a crisis. I know it's 21 years later. It's only 21 years later because you got your fingerprints on it. And you add it to it. <laughs> Should have been a couple of days. But this, the imagery allows us now to say, God, I give it to you. I sleep better when I trust better. So let's turn it over to God. What, what is it? Like Whatever it is, downsize it in your mind. This is what Philippians 4 says, and and Paul says this from a jail cell. He says, do not be anxious about anything, anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request. So what is it that you've downsized? Now, if you have the ability to downsize it in your mind, to put it in your hand, God has the ability to take care of it. Now, he doesn't have to do anything. Someone asked me one time, what is God doing in heaven now? And I said, nothing. Because ever since Jesus said it is finished, the work is done. God is in a permanent sabbatical allowing the cross to take care of all the things that you need and will ever need. And anything that I need and will ever need. So imagery allows us to downsize whatever that storm is. Whatever it is, God I'm going to give this to you i don't want any evidence that i try to manipulate the circumstances i don't want every, any evidence that my hand is on the oar of this storm even though the disciples have traveled through the same storm hundreds of times this time jesus is going to teach you how to get through it different different do not be anxious Whatever it is, present your worries, your mountains, your concerns, whatever tends to master you, give it to the master. God won't rip the request from your tense, clenched fists and your tensed up body. In fact, when I trust God, my blood pressure tends to be lower. Buy a blood pressure cup from Amazon for 10 bucks. I feel like I'm trusting God. Check your blood pressure 120 over 80. All the stuff, and some of you are going to see your doctors and trying to get uh, uh, you're trying to get alleviate symptoms that are not physical but are spiritual. When I don't trust in God, my numbers are all over the place. When I trust in God, eight hours of sleep, deep sleep, eight hours. So, a week, just try for a week. Downsize that storm. Give it to the Lord. And nothing happens in a week. Take it back. <laughs> Be like, God, you're not doing a good job. I'm going to take it back. But the problem, the problem here is, is that we, we lay our burdens at the cross and leave them there. Oh, praise God. That was wonderful service. Oh, amen. I'm a mess. And what do we do? We pick up the burdens and go back home. So today, leave it here. May the cleaners when they come on Wednesday go that pulpit that altar that altar pasitoni was a mess. I don't know what y'all did on Sunday. I says we, we left garbage behind. Cuz if Jesus died for it, why are you fighting for it? If Jesus was die died on the cross and he said it is finished, what are you working on? If he fights our battles, what war are you fighting? So whatever it is, let's downsize it now. Paul says be anxious for nothing. Present Your requests. I need the imagery part to say, God, this mass giant in my life, this storm, this mountain, I'm going to leave it to you. Come in burdened, leave free. That, my friend, is what you need to leave behind. What you need to leave behind is the illusion of control that you have. AA says it this way. I am powerless. I admit I am powerless over alcohol and that my life has become unmanageable. That's what AA says. Is that right, Angelo? I'm powerless, and as a result of attacking this mountain in my life, my life has become unmanageable. So let the manager of heaven, I'm not gonna let anything master me but the master. So it's all valid stuff. What you what you're walking through right now, big stuff. Downsize it in your mind, put it in the palm of your hand. Say, God, it's yours. If you're, if you're home, do that. God, I'm going to give you this burden. True strength is not carrying things you're not supposed to carry. Lord, may the only burden I carry is the burden to love people. May the only burden I carry is a burden for hurting people, broken people, lost people. May the only burden I carry be the same burden that you carry, Jesus. A burden to reach a world that is dying without a Savior. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is coming back soon. We need a focused church. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Today is the day where you leave behind whatever you need to leave behind in order you leave focus. Whatever it is, some of it is really heavy, heavy stuff. And, and leaving it behind is not, is not a signal of you not caring. Leaving it behind is a symbol of you caring. Because God would do a better job at it than you will. And miracles work best when God does them. That's what I mean, that's what I found in my own life. So whatever it is you need to leave today, leave it right here. Walk in true anointing, walk in true strength. Leave it right here. As we sing this song, find a spot. Lay
0: here. My dear.
1: My dear. Yep. I'm done. I can't carry this anymore. This is heavy. My back hurts. My neck hurts. It's carrying. It's too heavy. Two strength is trust. Let that be a declaration, I will make room, I will make room for
2: you, to do
1: whatever
2: you want
1: to, to
2: do whatever you
1: want Now I want you to, I want you to do something here, okay? A lot of us are doing spring cleaning. I want you to, you're going to find that you have more strength when you're not having to fight unnecessary battles. There's some of you here today, you are fighting battles that Jesus said, that's messed up. I died for that battle. Why are you fighting? The battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. Some of you today are fighting unnecessary battles that are not ordained by God. There is no lesson. There is no blessing in that battle. It's a battle of your own minds that you're, you're enacting, you're, that you've engaged in. It's a senseless, unredemptive battle that the Lord has set you free from and this is why you're always walking around with no strength, always tired, can't sleep, can't eat. Your neck hurts, your back hurts. It's affected your digestive system. And the Lord is saying, be free, sleep. Oh, whoa. oh you have little faith. Why do you still have no faith? Why are you afraid? Fear is no longer in your profile. It's time. Choose strength. To strength comes from releasing and rendering and just giving up a, a pseudo illusion of control that you have. Spring cleaning. Emptying out the closets of your heart. Empty out the stuff. There's an attic up there. I know you don't want to go up there, but you got to. It's time. Rent a dumpster. Get it all. Get rid of it. Get rid of it all. I will make room
2: for you. To for do whatever, whatever you, you want, want to. to. Do whatever you want, want to. to. I will make room.
1: I'm making room for you, Jesus. I'm making room, Father. Yes. There's more room. Room, Jesus. I'm making room for you, Jesus. Freedom. Peace. Walking in peace. Walking in authority. What needs to be done, I can't do. What needs to be done, I have no control over, Father. What needs to happen, only you. I require a miracle. I require a miracle. Something supernatural. Only you can do. Oh, it's only you can do it, Father. Yes, yes. Freedom, freedom. My life is yours. Every part of my heart is yours. Freedom, Jesus. Jesus. My life is yours. Platform. the the greatest revelation that Jesus lived under the greatest title that he lived under was a son so i have you know i have a lot of titles pastor husband father all that I have counselor coach but the title that i must grasp title of Son, Abba Father, I'm His Kid. Because if I can grasp that title, every other title, which comes with expectations and things, if I can grasp the title of Son, that title focuses on being. And I don't want it to be where the most powerful part of my day is my first 35, 40 minutes where I'm spending time with Jesus. And then I start my day. Everything stems from my title of son, of daughter. He's my dad, and I'm his kid. I live from that title. And then I understand. Now, how can I increase? Pastor Tony, how can I? I need to trust God more. How do I increase my trust? You trust God more by worshiping. You trust God more by... When you spend time with someone, you begin to trust them. So when, I, when I'm when i spending more time with God, I trust God more And when I trust God more, I say, are you nervous? No. Are you afraid? Why are you so calm? Aren't you worried? Actually, I don't think so. Why are you sleeping? Get up. It's not normal to get good sleep when you're in a storm, but it's completely normal to sleep during a storm because in his kingdom, there are no storms. So whatever it is that you're going through, leave it here. David, Mike, Suzanne, just leave it right here. Diane, because if you could fix it, it would have been fixed. Just leave it here. Jesus said, worry does not add to your life. Whatever it is, Bianca, just leave it here. Say, God, I'm just going to leave my burden here. I'm going to trust you. And however way this turns out, I'm good. Why? Because I trust. And watch tonight. You sleep better because you left it here at 244 Lexington Avenue. Leave it here. Leave it here.
0: Thank you for listening. Tony Paolo is the lead pastor of Restoration Church. If you would like more information, go to restorationchurchri.com.